Hello podcast listener, thanks so much for choosing another episode of Reaction by Home Things. Now I won't keep you long, I just wanted to let you know that Home Things is launching into the big old world really, really soon. If you want to be the first in line to receive exclusive discount and you know, be the first to know when we launch, which makes you look pretty cool, just go to our website, it's gethomethings.com and sign up in the box that looks like you should put your email address in it. Okay, back to the show. Enjoy. Reaction. 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 Nice. Gold dust. Hey everyone, welcome back to Reaction, the sustainability podcast by Home Things that makes sense. And today, so opposite me, is the wonderful Madeline Shaw. Hello. Hello. How are you? I'm really good, thank you. <laughs> good. For I can't imagine anyone doesn't know who you are, but in case they don't, how would you sum yourself up in one sentence. I was going to say one word, but I think that's unfair. One sentence. You know whole sentence. Uh, I'm a nutritional therapist, uh, blogger, author and chef. So not a lot. Not, <laughs> just a few not things. A lot, just a few things under the belt. Fab, and how long have you been doing all of that for? Uh, so I've had my blog, which I guess is the sort of beginning mm. of my business, for se- over seven years now. Amazing. So I moved to Australia when I was 18. My oh, parents cool. are from New Zealand, so I always had this kind of connection to that part of the world. And I fell in love with it. I was meant to go to university in Newcastle, but ended up going to uni in Sydney and Amazing. lived there for four years. And when I was living over there, I had really bad IBS and was trying to figure out what was causing it and ended up changing my diet and working in a cafe cooking and it just changed my life and I or, I never knew what I wanted to do mm. so at school I was really good at math so I thought I'll be um you know a banker and then the <laughs> I was like that, that kind of connect and then I did work experience and I was like this is not for me <laughs> and then I did every job from kind of dog walking to interior design to retail to fashion to marketing and ended up like just loving cooking Amazing. and I finished uni and I was like, what am I going to do? Like, I love cooking. I love nutrition and food. So I ended up studying nutrition. I set up my blog and then I moved to London and supper clubs were like a thing at the time. Mm. And I was like, I need to make some money. (laughs) I'm living at home. I do need to make some money. And this girl was like, you should meet this guy. He's got this restaurant. And I went down and met him and did my first uh, supper club at his restaurant and then also ended up kissing him and we're still together now. Oh my gosh, that's amazing. I did not know where that story was going. I was like, oh goodness So me. that was kind of the beginning of my career and my relationship all happened within the kind of first month that's I moved amazing. back. And yeah, it's been super cool. And I guess my business has evolved from supper clubs events to books. I've written three books and I've released an app and I work a lot with brands on content creation around wellness and recipes so it's really fun. I feel like I Amazing. love what I do and I feel very grateful for my job. 100%. And it's very nice what you do. If anyone hasn't checked out the Instagram, go have a look. Very foodie, <laughs> very nice. Thank you. So we're going to be talking about wellness and a world of wellness, but not in the sense that you've kind of just addressed more in our planet. So wellness for the world, if you like. Mm. And I think the first thing that'd be really interesting is to talk about low waste living. Mm-hmm. So I saw, I don't know if it, I did a deep stalk before we came because I was like, right, I just want to see if you've you know, spoken about this before. And I think it, maybe it was a story, maybe it was a YouTube video, but you kind of touched on low waste living. Mm. And I guess 
from your perspective, what does that term mean to you? Especially like in our current climate, I feel like everybody is talking about zero waste, low waste living. Mm. So for you, just as an individual, not even necessarily as like a mom or as a nutritional therapist, what does low waste living like mean to you? Not necessarily anything that you adopt from it, but like if you hear that, like what would you take from that? I think for me, it's like conscious consumption. So like mm. every purchase, every decision you make, you kind of think of how it impacts the planet and I think yeah. like you said with the collective everyone's feeling it you just it kind of comes part of your day-to-day thinking so I think for me it's like trying to do the best I can with every decision but also knowing that you can't be perfect at the same time 100%, because I yes. think I went through a stage of having really bad eco-anxiety yeah. and now I'm a little bit like easier on myself but I think it's yeah it's like thinking of different ways whether it's like changing from normal nappies to cloth nappies like Mm. that was something that we did and then for example we have a jug that filters your water like a so we don't have to buy bottled water or like swapping where I shop so for example I really like farm drop Mm. I don't know if you know of those guys but like they have really good like plastic free not everything's plastic free but really like a mass reduction compared to your kind of bigger supermarkets so it's kind of for me it's like those little changes that I can make um and I feel like I'm supporting companies that are doing good I don't know that's how I feel and I think that's an important thing it's almost like like you said we can't take the brunt of it all on ourselves because it Mm. just wears you out and you think okay well what am I going to do if I can't buy my milk that comes in a plastic because it's for my child like there's only so much we can do but if we are supporting companies like farm drop or able and co is on that i use because like they don't do air fry and like some things are in plastic but like i think 90 percent of it isn't in plastic or it's recyclable plastic i think if we're supporting those companies that's like a better thing to do anyway 100 percent. and something that you've touched on okay so you mentioned like the nappies and Mm. like the bottles like being as a mum how has and it might be because how old is she? Is he two? So he's, yeah, almost two and a half. Okay, amazing. So in that space of time, I feel like the planet, sustainability has become quite a topic of conversation, mm. especially in that period of time. Has being a mum kind of impacted the way that you think about what you do for your child? So like with the nappies, have you made conscious decisions to be more eco? Because I, I am from like a really big family. I'm like the oldest of... I think now like seven kids or something so I've seen like a lot of children <laughs> go through and I think like such an easy parenting hack is like just ease and like simplicity but often that means like plastic or not necessarily mm. the best choice so how have you found kind of I guess juggling being a mum with trying to be more of a conscious consumer has it been like a challenge for you yeah I definitely think it's easier not having a child because I think you're more time poor you're more tired you know you're just kind of and when you're in that position you do want to kind of grab you love that grab and go lifestyle it's fantastic um so yeah but I think equally it also puts things in perspective that they are that much younger than you and they will live on this planet that much longer than you that there is almost more of an emphasis to do good and you kind of feel like you don't want your child turning around to you age whatever seven and being like what did you do to help the planet it's fucks like <laughs> thanks so much <laughs> so I feel like I have that conscious of that 
Um, so yeah, it definitely isn't as easy, but there are alternatives. And I think there is a big movement towards, like I said, cloth nappies. You know, you do have to spend a little bit more time maybe cooking and prepping food rather than grabbing on the go. Yeah. Um, but I guess I have, I'm lucky in the sense that I enjoy cooking. Mm. I do it a lot. So I kind of know my way around. Um, so I feel like there are lots of different sections that you can look at with parenting as you can look at your own life, the clothes that they buy, the toys that you buy for them. I mean, we do have um, an excessive amount of toys. (laughs) Looks around like, yeah. And a a particular (laughs) uncle who likes to buy him cars and all sorts of things. So he likes to fill up the toy cupboard. But um, yeah, I think for me, it's just like, a constant consideration with yeah. all different areas um and the big emphasis of like getting him outside in nature um you know connecting with things that kind of are good for him and, and almost getting that base and understanding of the importance of the environment so he can go on because I feel like they're kind of the next generation and if they're thinking about things early on and they're used to it then Hopefully they'll continue on. Defo is so interesting. Scary as well. They're like, you're the future. Little two-year-old child screaming the house down. So something else that I thought was really interesting. I saw on YouTube that you did a minimalism journey. Yeah. I actually watched both the videos yesterday. Did you? I then thought about my own. Because I saw your yeah. dressing table. I was like, there's not even that much stuff on it. Looked at my own like, okay, maybe I need to do a little bit of this. How, I guess two, two parts. One, what inspired you? to think about doing that kind of even thinking about being minimalist and you know addressing points of you know like your bathroom and your cupboard and I guess how have you found that is there anything that you have adopted from that are you still doing it yeah I feel like I am still doing it but it's for me it's like not it doesn't come naturally Mm -hmm. I've always been quite messy like always growing up (laughs) I feel like even my mum's house like it's kind of quite cluttered and (laughs) it's like cozy and warm and inviting and loving but it's also like that's kind of so I feel like in my DNA (laughs) I'm a naturally messy untidy person so I have to battle with it um but I feel like I just spend so much time tidying up Mm. not finding something being inefficient and I love being efficient I think being efficient is like something that makes me incredibly happy (laughs) Um, so I think, yeah, the kind of minimalist quest was like, how can I become more efficient with getting dressed, yeah. cleaning my face, you know, getting Shay ready, all these sorts of things. And I think a lot of that's due to just having less choice, mm-hmm. less clothes, less stuff in your bathroom, less makeup to choose from. So I feel like that was kind of the catalyst for it, but also from a kind of conscious perspective as well. Cause yeah. I think when you've got a lot of things, you end up buying more even though it's almost like counterproductive it just becomes a habit though doesn't it if you you have seven moisturizers and then you see another one you're like oh yes I'm in the mood for another moisturizer and get home like they all do the same thing probably more or less so what has been what was your I guess most shocking thing that you thought would be hardest to be minimal for and actually hasn't been Ooh, I think mine would be buying like accessories, ones that you don't need. So I watched the videos yesterday and thought, right, I'm going to be more minimalist. Opened up my earring, I don't know what it is, drawer, mm. and thought, I don't even... We're so, I think, conditioned to be like these huge consumers and to yeah. constantly buy more and everything's on a sale. And then you're like, oh, I need more, I need more mm. earrings. And I went through a huge 
earring stage like I can't even tell really? you the amount of earrings I'm there. loving your earrings right now <laughs> as I was talking I was like did I even put any in <laughs> very good this is like the fourth pair I put on because so I was looking at them and I think when you have too much stuff and I think we all have mm. maybe too much stuff and that's hard for me to say because I love shopping and I love mm. buying stuff which I'm very guilty of but you almost devalue the things that you do have it's like would I be better off having four maybe that's still a lot but fantastic really well made really sustainable mm. high quality pairs of earrings for example then these 50 pairs of and i'm not slagging yeah. them off but like top shop earrings that i have yeah. which all realistically make my ears green after like two weeks i look at them like <laughs> mm, is my ear gonna bleed today i don't know how like what do you think would be the like the one thing that you would pick if you were going to go minimalist on in your whole daily routine i think probably clothes mm. i i would say accessories I mean, I'm not wearing earrings now. I have one necklace I just wear permanently. I think with jewellery, I am very minimal and have been forever. I've probably maybe not got into that, <laughs> got in the earring phase. Um, I was saved. <laughs> but yeah, do you know what? I would probably say, yeah, beauty and clothes. Mm. Beauty, I think also I get sent a lot of stuff, which is sure. so amazing and re- and I'm so grateful for it, but it, it does make life quite hard. Yeah. So I have had to say to a lot of people, like, please don't send me anything, which sounds really rude and <laughs> so, like, spoiled. Don't send um, me any more free stuff, guys, please. <laughs> I know, it's such a first world problem, but I do think, like, that is almost part of my way of becoming more sustainable. Definitely. Everyone will have their own route. Um, but I think it's, everything's a muscle and my muscle is training myself when I'm looking at that beautiful earring or the new moisturizer that, that beautiful girl whose amazing <laughs> skin is selling me, I just think, I always am like, what do I already have? Have yeah. I finished it? And really trying to get to the end of products, the end of every yes. moisturizer, every piece of makeup I have. Um, and like, that's how I feel like I can be more sustainable is if I actually finish it rather than buying something new before I have. Um, and then with clothes, I'm really trying to like look at my wardrobe and be like, what do I actually wear? Mm-hmm. And not have clothes that I've just bought and like kept the tags on and have just left yeah. there, you know, because that's really sad, <laughs> you know, because it kind of, I don't know, I think we almost enjoy the thrill of buying the natural, the enjoyment yes. of it all. And yeah. really taking care of my clothes. So I bought like a really nice, um, one of those like cashmere brushes. So oh, to nice. brush off the bubbles and like, repair thing because my mum is amazing and she's actually my sustainability like sustainability warrior like growing up we never had um cling film she just put plates on top of food leftovers the other day I was around the house and she was sewing back a jumper that had a moth hole in and and I was and but to her it's not sustainable it's Mm. just practical yeah and I feel like we've lost that like thought process of like this is actually a really nice jumper and I spent whatever it was whether it was a small amount or a large amount and I really like it yeah I like rehealed my boots the other day and I feel like so adult of you I know <laughs> so mature <laughs> but you know I feel like it's these sort of things like repair like can you reuse it like I feel like that's the, the muscle that we need to train ourselves to have yeah of like those sorts of things and yeah just every like angle of of how you shop how you consume how you interact with things I think we just almost need to like reprogram that throwaway culture to a more of a kind of how can I repurpose or reuse this absolutely and getting the value from 
what it was originally intended for. Or like you're so yeah. right. Any you have a jumper and it doesn't even matter sometimes what you spend on it because if you yeah. love it, you love it. But as soon as it gets bobbly or like yeah. a little hole in it rather than being like your mom like oh well, it's got a hole i will obviously sew that back up or like you getting a like a deep bobbler do you know yeah you yeah can also use razors i don't know if you should Ooh, do that yeah. i've done it before to mess up the razor yes yeah it was like a, i shouldn't promote it but it was like a plastic disposable razor i didn't yeah, care that yeah. much but you can shave your clothes okay. just saying so it yeah, is really satisfying so satisfying <laughs> Now, this is going very far, but I feel like an actual bit of a stalker. So, I, <laughs> I saw in 2017, yes. which is now three years ago, not even two years Stop ago, it. three years ago, you did a week of being plastic free. I did, yeah. I don't think I've ever done like a, like a set amount of time of being completely plastic free. If you can remember can... what were like the big challenges or the things that you found most shocking or like difficult to live your daily life and just like talk me through that experience so it was post uh the david attenborough uh series coming out where i blue think planet. blue planet mm. yeah everyone kind of was like oh my god and i think i watched it and i was like right i've got a i've really got to change yeah. do you know what it really wasn't hard and that was the thing that opened my eyes so much to it it really wasn't that difficult i mean I have to say, like, I'm very privileged. I live in London with so much access to, like, zero-waste stores yeah. and things like that. So, yeah, I went to a zero-waste store. I stocked up, stocked up on all the nuts, the grains, <laughs> the nut butters that you can imagine. I popped down to a nice bakery. I got some bread in a paper uh, bag, or I just think I carried it home. Um, I did, I got eggs. I mean, I know they come in a cardboard but yeah. it was yeah it was, it was plastic free yeah uh and yeah I kind of ate veggie for a week which to be honest I do sort of eat now I'm mm. more pescatarian I, I very rarely ever eat meat anymore and it was actually really easy yes it required a little bit of forward planning yeah. and a kind of you know you had to prep my meals a little bit more and I had to do like more of a bulk shop because mm. it's not as convenient going to this uh, the zero waste store as it is yeah. a, lo- a local supermarket but actually it really wasn't that bad mm. and even in in normal supermarkets there are a lot of things that are plastic free yeah so I feel like it almost made me eat healthier because I was eating loads of fresh produce um and I guess you're more conscious of what you're buying a hundred percent and I wasn't just picking packaged. up yeah like oh god I need a snack at 4 p.m I'm gonna pick up like you know even if it is like a healthier bar or whatever like it still was quite unnecessary and I feel like I saved loads of money uh I ate really well so it was actually really good but (laughs) (laughs) but it was it was it would have been difficult to continue on long term but I did it uh in January and then I did it again in June um but yeah it's it's just getting out of my own way of of wanting convenience and, and loving click order the next day kind of style of stuff (laughs) but it was interesting I was listening to someone talking about how it's made us so lazy and like we're not getting enough fresh air or enough exercise because of it because normally we would walk to whatever the service is to buy that so I feel like I am also like that's really good I should probably be walking to these places to get these things and not think it's inconvenient absolutely for the for the exercise as well as for the environment (laughs) just for the steps (laughs) definitely and it's a it's almost like it's I think there's a bit of a stigma around 
zero waste and bulk stores in that they are often more expensive mm. you know and people saying oh i i need to go to my local supermarket because it's cheaper it's more convenient yeah xx i think you're right i think it's not necessarily the cost it's the planning that yeah, yeah, yeah. we don't allow ourselves in our lives because we live in this very fast-paced culture where you're always accessible like you're always needed you're always late for something or meant mm, to be doing something grabbing, else yeah. so exactly it's like a grab and go throwaway culture like i'll just have this for the moment rather than yeah. thinking okay what does my day look like am i going to need a snack at 4 p.m if i am which probably will how can i pre-plan that like even just something like an apple rather yeah, than yeah and you're right i guess for your lifestyle it will emphasize things and make things better yeah i mean i wonder whether unless we all start slowing down will we ever mm. be able to be sustainable because yeah. If you meet anyone, they're like, how are you? Oh, busy, busy, busy. Like everyone, yeah, everyone's busy and stressed. And I feel like we're all human and like we can't be perfect. And actually when you are busy and stressed, you do end up getting the takeaway in the evening, like picking up. And even if you're totally aware of the impact on the environment, if you're totally aware of it, like the end of the day when you're tired and stressed, like that is just, when it's in front of you, it's so easy and it's great. Yeah, So I feel like until we like really put an emphasis on like, slowing down doing less will we make those conscious changes because when you're stressed tired in the moment like you're only going to do what you can absolutely so yeah it's a lifestyle that's my it's a lifestyle my I liked it I'm so, so into it I'm very into it like yes tell me more I don't, know, I don't know how I'll do that to the world <laughs> it's good though and I think it's just an awareness piece like you said we can't necessarily hold ourselves 100% accountable no. like it's just ridiculous and no one deserves to feel negative about themselves but it's like making slower more conscious decisions that i think hopefully will be better for our planet and our own well-being which 100%. is very under like looked at i think and you know we we can only do so much definitely it really like it's kind of the big companies that we need to like put an emphasis on and i think food waste is also a really interesting mm. one that i've become more conscious of when i'm kind of chopping my vegetables to cut the tiniest bit you know yeah. of the carrot off the end um, yeah. I've always cooked things with skin on mm. I've not been a bit of a uh, massive peeler I don't know my mum was like it's all the fibers there so we had to eat all our skin I always thought stuff. you should have skin yeah. on yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. we were like shaving carrots I was like but why I thought all the goodness <laughs> and the taste was in the skin but maybe not yeah no I'm with you on that but um yeah I'm trying to be like more conscious with my leftovers mm. um my mum the eco warrior herself. I know, we should have got her on the show. I know <laughs> she has a little wormery and the compost and everything a like that. Wormery. So I, I feel like maybe everyone needs to get a wormery. Or... What is a wormery? <laughs> I feel like I've never heard this before. So it's like a a, a compost. So you put all your food waste and the what worms you? eat mm-hmm. it down, and then that's what nice. it goes. Yeah. Like a compost so you have, heap. Yeah, it's like a compost heap, but you call it a wormery because it's almost like a big bin. It's quite disgusting if you don't like worms. It's like there's worms <laughs> wiggling like everywhere. You just put all your food waste, and then like literally a few days later, it's gone. And they're just like fat and having fat a great time, like, <laughs> having like a party. <laughs> I absolutely love that. Something I've forgotten to do yeah. completely that I was meant to do at the start of the show, That's and okay. it's just come into me. I don't even know if I warned you about it, no. but. We're meant to do a bonkers bits of the week. Okay. I'll start. Let's go. (laughs) To give you some time to think. My, I've got two because I can't decide one. And they're things that I've learned. So they're not, they're not too topical. Yours can be whatever you want. Something you've heard, something you've learned. 
something you've seen, anything. Mine are two facts that I saw that someone sent to me and I thought were both shocking. I'll tell you one. Okay. The average bra can support the weight of three bricks. Did you know that? That's pretty cool. Yes. I've no need for that weight of the bra, <laughs> but that was quite interesting. It's that quite is powerful. really interesting, yeah. And I say, like, who measured that? Who tested that? How I many like bricks it. can fit in a bra? I like that one. <laughs> Second one is that dissolving Viagra okay. in water stops flowers from wilting for up to a week. Whoa. Also a good tip. That is a good tip. You'd have to have Viagra in the house or go and buy it. I was going to say, Not sure yeah. it's worth it. I think, well, I've heard the boiling water trick. So you trim the flowers, you put them in, you boil water, you put it in the vase, and then you put them in, and then that brings them back to life. It doesn't That's a little bit. Them? Uh, I mean, maybe like flower, 80, but... yeah, 80, 80 <laughs> not degrees, not 100. <laughs> <laughs> Straight off, like, enjoy. <laughs> have a nice little sauna. But yeah, someone told me that. Have you ever tried it? I have, yeah, it's really good. And maybe a bit better than Viagra. <laughs> I mean, maybe more accessible than Viagra, let's be honest. I won't go through your kitchen drawers, but sure. Okay, do you have anything, e- maybe not equally, those were quite wild, but... They were quite wild. <laughs> so anything bonkers that's happened this week or something I've learned this yeah, week? Yeah, yeah. Can it be about myself? No? Yes. yes. I feel like I've learned a lot about myself. Um, I think because it's the beginning of 2020, mm. you do that, like, reflection... And I think I've learnt that um, often I tell myself a story about myself, my personality. <laughs> like, as in, sorry, it's quite deep. <laughs> Just going to get settled in. Okay. Um, but it might not necessarily always be true. So it might be like something someone told you when you're younger, like you're this kind of person and then you still believe it. So I think I've understood that I am both shadow and light whereas I think I've always thought of myself just as light and this kind of happy nice kind person but I've understood the other side of myself as well and when you say tell yourself a story yeah do you mean you physically tell yourself a st- like I'm imagining you in bed like <laughs> now Madeline I'm just gonna talk to you about you <laughs> like a soft hour no I think it's we've all got tapes that we play in our heads and kind of certain always. scenarios that go around and our mind and and we'll view we'll see the world in the way that we want to see it because Mm. we're viewing it from our lens so I guess that's what the story is it's it's my lens of situations or things that will be happening to me thinking that I guess that it's happening to me rather than I am impacting it as well yeah absolutely definitely makes sense sorry that's a really weird you were expecting some sort of fact but that's the only thing that came to mind crazy but you know that is also quite reflective and nice you're right yeah I'm feeling good for 2020 (laughs) do you have any new year's resolutions I do they're broken down into five categories (laughs) sorry I know you wanted like a one-liner I'm quite a sort of it's like my my dad's a psychiatrist and I think I'm becoming more and more like him um so there's one in each camp so there's one for relationships one for career one for finances one for health and one for emotions nice so I've kind of they're all sort of some a little bit more personal but they're kind of yeah goals in each area but the overall theme is like the emotion one for me is just being kinder to myself Mm. always I'm quite hard on myself so that's something really I probably say to myself every single year <laughs> and I think I've got better but I it's an ongoing it's a, it's a lifelong journey I think it comes with I I neither of us are particularly old but I feel like that's the thing <laughs> that comes with age as well yeah. oh like God, I feel 100%. like when you're in all of your 20s you're so harsh on yourself and yeah. you're so 
compare yourself you're always judging it's always a competition and then people say like when you get into your 30s and then into your 40s you just like relax you just come into your own so I'm very much looking forward to yeah maybe it's age as well I'm turning 30 in March so let's see maybe I'll just become we'll come a new back in March. <laughs> it's only very zen just loving your life yeah now there's one more thing I wanted to touch on which is sustainability led but also um as a question to you as a consumer and mm-hmm. also as a mother and just as a human being but I think it's something that we're seeing a lot and it's something that us at home things are looking at a lot is the levels of toxicity mm-hmm. in products I think especially for cleaning which is our sector which is a very guilty plug but we're so used to especially me growing up things having to be almost sterile level mm. of cleaning you know, bleach this bleach that and everything has very very harsh chemicals in it even to what we put on our skin mm. even like our moisturizers has being a parent for the last couple of years made you I guess think about what you're putting into your body what products you're using like what is around you has that ever been a thought process that you've had yeah I've probably had it for the last seven eight ten years oh okay yeah Way I longer think than being a... <laughs> sorry <laughs> that's good I think it probably came from like an interest in nutrition and health sure. living in Australia and that kind of understanding of like what I put in my body through food impacts yeah. which means it impacts through skin which means it impacts through the dishes that I'm eating my food off and the you know the laundry that mm. I'm breathing in from my clothes so I think I've had that from a really long time and I've always chosen the you know more eco-conscious yeah. one and I feel like probably that's become a bit more cool now mm. but I've I have been doing it from when it was definitely not cool and I made my mum change and like everyone around me and my boyfriend has always hated it because it doesn't smell oh. as nice he's like it doesn't smell like when my mum does it <laughs> classic line for any boyfriend when my mum does it differently okay well I'm not your mum sweetheart so but I feel like probably the technology's got better and better um but yeah it really is important to me it always has been um and I think it always will be and I think it's never for me like you know like a choice that I'm like oh I'm not sure about Mm -hmm. I've always been quite like steady on it and I think I'm almost more sensitive to smells now so like anything really strong or quite kind of I know everything is a chemical but more kind of chemically if that's a word (laughs) uh for me I I just I don't like the smell of it even though people might be like oh that smells so clean (laughs) I'm like (laughs) (laughs) smells like a hospital lovely um and I think also I I was never very sanitized child so I think I always was in the dirt, so I feel like I haven't grown up with that kind of germ phobe thing. Mm-hmm. Although my brother is quite germ phobe. Really? Um, and we had the same upbringing. He's a doctor, and I, I think, though, as a doctor, though, it is very germ conscious. There's a yeah. lot of hand washing and. Glove wearing. Glo- exactly. And you you do have to be a bit more sanitised in a hospital. Let's be <laughs> and honest. she was like, no, it's absolutely fine. <laughs> <laughs> then you know, like chemical stuff to We'll share needles, table. no worries. <laughs> <laughs> That's a whole different podcast. So I'm going to wrap up with some quick fire questions. Let's do it. I normally pretend that I haven't written them so that I can abstain if they're <laughs> awful, but I have written these. They, okay, number one, hummus or pesto? Such hard one, hummus. I knew that would be a tough one. That was a really tough one. It is, isn't it? I was quite Mm. proud of myself for that. (laughs) Number two, yoga or Pilates? Yoga. Really? Interesting. 
I've never done yoga in my entire life. I'm a yoga teacher. Well, I did my yoga teacher training a few years oh, ago. Explain. That's really fun. Yeah, it was really fun. Do you think it's way better than Pilates? No, I really like Pilates as well. But for me, yoga has more of an impact on my mind. Interesting. Vacation or staycation? Vacation. I know that's not really sustainable. But I do love a staycation. You're allowed a treat, though. You're allowed yeah. a treat every now and then. Every We're now not and all then. perfect. Where would you go <laughs> right now? If I give you one ticket, you have to go on your Sydney, own. Sydney, Australia. But yes. not for the fires are quite sad. And Horrendous. I think, I think I would probably feel very sad being there. So maybe instead of Sydney, I'd go to Cape Town. Nice. Have you been before? Yeah, we went in April and it's so beautiful. It's kind of a bit like Sydney. Beaches, nice weather this time of year. Gorge. And finally, restaurant or home cooked meal? Home cooked meal. Knew you were going to say that. <laughs> by you. <laughs> by me. Cooked meal by myself. No, no. <laughs> this has been a really lovely chat. Where can people find you if they want to look you up, stalk you like I did from 2017? <laughs> Where can you send them? So I'm probably most active on Instagram, which is Madeline underscore short underscore. There's so many underscores. I know. I don't, you never knew so many Madeline Shaws were out there in the world. <laughs> Um, and then my website, madelineshaw.com, and you can find me there. Amazing. Thank, Thank you so you. much. We have been get underscore home things, all the underscores, and <laughs> we'll be back soon with another podcast. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks so much for listening to another episode. If you've got to the end, give yourself a pat on the back. That's pretty impressive. If you enjoyed the show, we would really, really love it if you could leave us a five-star review, no lower, otherwise you're disqualified, and write a lovely little comment and share the podcast with your friends. We're a new show, we really want to get out there, and we want to tell the world all about what we do. So do us a little favour, help us out, and in return, come cash in a big old hug. Thanks so much.